Welcome to Montucky Skies. I'm Biggs. And I'm Brandon. Hey, Brandon. How's it going today? How you feeling? Oh, tired. Tired. <laughs> yeah, we got a little bit of a late start here, but doesn't matter for the podcast listeners. So let's just get into it. Um, so I said last week that uh, Dave Chappelle, if it was at all humanly possible, I would watch those specials before we started the podcast today. And I did it. I watched both of them. I watched both of them, Brandon. I watched two-thirds of one of them today. Was that the first one? Yeah. Yeah. So what What did you think? We talked that you, you basically said he usually throws about a 96-per-hour fastball, and if he threw a 92, you'd be satisfied. What did you think from that two-thirds? Uh, I thought it was pretty fun. <laughs> pretty fun? What would you say for first? miles per hour on this so far it's about an 85 Ooh, see i actually i i really dug it and i was like this is like a 94 95 and then the second one i was like 92 so mission accomplished not quite the levels that he hit with for what it's worth his first special but like on par or better than a showtime special i felt like uh his second one um I I fucking I love them, dude. I thought they were really really funny. Was there any bits that sort of stood out for you? Uh, I was trying to think of any, and it's just not coming to me. So he has four meetings with OJ that <laughs> yeah. he's had in his life, and he even like the fourth one. He like walks out on this really funny joke, and then like they start doing up the smoke and everything, and then like he stops it and realizes he forgot to tell the fourth story, and so he comes back and tells it. It's not the best joke, but it's like really funny. Uh, the OJ shit is like really funny, especially he's talking about the first time, and it's before you know the whole murder happens, and uh, he's like OJ comes up to him, he's like, "Hey, young buck." you did a really good job up there. You should be proud of yourself. And he's like, thanks, Mr. Juice. And then like Nicole Simpson came up and hugged him. And she was like, you did such a good job and just hugged him a little too long. And he was like, bitch, she's going to kill both of us. <laughs> he's just like, I don't know. I really dug it. So you said 85 where you're not like, like, is that is that still funny, but not as as well as you were hoping for? Um, it was it was funny. There was I'm trying to think if there was any. There was like a one or two like laugh out loud jokes, but most of it was pretty subtle. I thought. Yeah, what I like about his jokes is there's actually layers to them, and that hasn't changed. Um, you can laugh at like the the way he says things and that you know the core stuff that he'll say, and that's usually pretty fun. 
But then when you sort of break it down, there's usually like things going on under the levels. And I've heard him talk about this too. Like he, especially if it's like a joke about race or um, just anything with like equality or anything, like he always is working on a couple of levels and he's really, really smart that way. And I, I felt like his jokes haven't changed that way. Like if you sort of, if you sort of dig into those jokes, there's more going on than just on the surface, which he's just a really good joke writer. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I watched a ton of Netflix, like so much Netflix since Friday. It's been crazy. I also watched all 13 hours of iron fist. Did you get to see that at all? None, none. Okay. So, um, basically with the iron fist, um, it's it's not my favorite of the the Marvel Netflix shows. I will say that. Um, it's I I thought it was good. It wasn't great, but it was like passable. It was like it got like a thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. But the when I looked at it, but the people that were watching it, like the user rating was like eighty six. So it's one of those like big disparity shows. Um, I know the critics got the first six episodes, and I feel like if you're basing it off of the first six episodes, then I understand the criticism because out of those first six, you really only have like one action-packed episode, which is the sixth one, and RZA directs that one. Uh, And that one is like standard kung fu fare, but it's like fun because I like standard kung fu fare, you know? Um, (laughs) Yeah. You're given the best review of that I've heard of anybody that's watched it so far. So I read a lot of reviews, and what I'm noticing is when it's a professional critic, they really like ratchet down on it and just fucking go for the negativity. And when it's just like a person with a blog reviewing it, it's usually really good. Uh, it's interesting. Like the the fight scenes are inferior to the other ones. There's just no other ways to put it. Like it gets better as the show progresses, but especially the first couple episodes are kind of rough. Like when you watch it, it it seems like the um, how do I put this? It seems like they're just sort of going through and didn't like train enough or something. Like it's just the fight scenes don't pop. And then as it goes on, the fight scenes get better, but they're not the best fight scenes. However, I would say story-wise, they did something way smarter. Um, They did something, like, way smarter on this. And, uh, like, Luke Cage, it's, like, really good at the beginning and, like, drags somewhere, like, two-thirds into it for a while and then sort of ends on, like, a high note. And like Jessica Jones, same same structure. Daredevil is like good and then drags and then gets good and then drags and then is good. And I think the second season like drags all over the place. But like this one was actually like it ratcheted up as it went. Like the pacing was better on this one, which ultimately is why it was more forgiving. Like they, they picked the slower episodes at the beginning and then it slowly ratchets it up, which is why I say I think if the critics had like gotten a chance to watch all 12, it would have been a little more positive. But there is something that you cannot avoid in this, which is the white savior trope, and it is fucking in this show in spades. I mean, you're talking about a character who like goes and, and basically does 
kung fu better than anybody else in this entire country right <laughs> uh and it is like it is like an old tired trope and it's it's kind of sad that they didn't pick an asian guy to like do it but it's also and i'm not making an excuse for the show by any means but i get it it's sort of along the lines of doctor strange which i said before when they talked about the ancient one with the whitewashing it's also like if you do put an asian in that role it's also like playing to stereotypes so it's like what do you do you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't but i almost feel like with this one maybe you split the difference because you did that with doctor strange already maybe like put an asian guy into the role I don't know. I I don't know what the answer is. Maybe Iron Fist wasn't the right character to do, but all in all, I I enjoyed the series. It's just it's not as good as the other three. Yeah, every everything I've read about the series so far is the it is really hard to get into. Like the first four to six episodes are really slow. Yeah, and um. Because I was talking with Brent, my brother, on St. Patrick's Day about it, and he had just watched the uh, the pilot on that, and what had come up was just such a basic storyline that, and they were just plodding through. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like Brent was kind of, if I recall from the podcast, he was kind of excited to watch it too, and I was like. I was hopeful, but I was also like, I didn't see anything in the commercials that were knocking me out. So there's also like the whole low expectations. I wasn't expecting a lot from this show. It didn't deliver me a lot, but it was a little better than I thought it would be. All in all, I'd say it's not a waste of time, but if you haven't gotten in on the the Netflix series, maybe go check out like Luke Cage or Jessica Jones first, even Daredevil. Like they're, they're all better than this show. Um, it's kind of a bummer because I know they like hired more people and split the difference. Like they, they were like filming this and, uh, I think they were filming Luke Cage at the same time. And then they did the defenders like really quickly. And now they're doing, they're going to move on to the Punisher and Jessica Jones series too. And so it's like, I hope that this isn't what we can expect from that team is like kind of this level of quality you know what i mean because i feel like the other guys kind of owned it and uh figured out what to do with it and i i just feel like it was a step backwards so maybe it was just like the wrong people in position okay (laughs) i don't i really don't have anything to add on this yeah, fair enough. Uh, one thing I did really like was they had Madame Gao as one of the main villains. Kind of the main villain when you really look at the the whole thing together. Who ran the hand in uh, Daredevil. So she was all over Daredevil. She was the one that ran the hand and she's sort of like that elderly Asian lady. Okay. And we get to see a lot more of her. And there are scenes that are very reminiscent of Silence of the Lambs. Like her in a room just fucking with people like verbally. And like that was really fun and she showed she showed that her character was a really good villain. Um and so they also did a really good job of setting up for the defenders. I mean, they basically they I mean they brought in um uh 
Rosario Dawson again. She's like the link between all four. They had some references to Luke Cage. She says sweet Christmas like at least twice, <laughs> which I thought was like a nice touch. She was like taking Luke Cage's sweet Christmas and throwing it out there. And then you have the same lawyer from Jessica Jones, uh, played by Carrie Ann Moss, is all over this show. And so it's like they're making all the connections so that you can see how everything will connect. Because the Defenders is coming real soon, and I am excited for that. Like, I guess it's only going to be eight episodes, but they just wrapped filming it. So it shouldn't be too much longer now before it hits. I think it's this summer, right? I think so. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, I think I hit everything with with Iron Fist and let, did you have any questions about it? I know you haven't seen it, but No. No, not really. I, I'm not sure I'm going to jump on that. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I haven't finished any of the other seasons series yet. <laughs> really? Not even the first season of Daredevil? I saw the first season. I had and I'm a few episodes into the second season. Yeah, second season's not as good. It, you would you would think because it has the Punisher and Elektra that it would be better, but like it's just not. I don't <laughs> know. It's it's just not as good. But and I'm a few episodes in on Luke Cage, and I think one or two episodes in on Jessica Jones. See, I think so far Jessica Jones is probably the best. Like Luke Cage resonated with me the most, but their villain in the second part of the series is not as good. And so everything else is like firing on all cylinders, but the villain's not as good. Like Jessica Jones, the villain is amazing, and they pretty much use the same villain throughout. So they fucking managed to to really work that pretty well. Um, anyway, a little more Marvel news. So Chris Evans is saying that after Avengers Infinity War, he is done with Captain America. Did you hear about this at all? I haven't heard this one. Yeah, so I don't know if this is a play for more money or if he's really done, but there's been speculation for a while because we know that the Infinity War, that's supposed to be his last run. Unless it's like both parts of the Avengers movies, which is possible. I'm not 100% on that. But, um, yeah, I, I've been wondering because it seems like you have, and this could be a misdirect by Marvel, but I feel like at the end of infinity wars, you have to kill off a major character. And I felt this way for a while. If you're going to kill off a major character, like you already have two characters who take over the captain America role in the comics in there in that like Bucky Yep. takes it over for a while and then falcon took it over for a while and so when you got those two characters it's like he is clearly the most expendable of the big characters right i would agree yeah oh uh, yeah that and i've been reading not so much about chris evans but a few of the other main characters in the avengers they're basically their contracts are up after infinity war so it's they're probably going to end up retooling after infinity war. So I, I maintain, okay, we haven't talked about this at all. I don't think so. This is a good chance to get it out there. I'm sure we'll talk about it again in the future, but I think they're going to do a soft retooling. I do think that they'll retool a little bit, but I think 
they've been working under the philosophy since Kevin Feige has taken over that the more big actors you bring in, like the more profit that you get from a movie and the better storytelling. And I feel like that has been the case so far. I don't see anything that changes that. And so when I look at it, I see like, like you look at this movie, you have to kill off a a big character. So like Captain America makes sense. Like, do you really want to kill off Banner? Like, they finally found Mark Ruffalo, and he's doing a great job, and I don't see them wanting to change that. Then, like, you got Robert Downey Jr., and I almost feel like that's a matter of whether he wants to keep doing it or not. Because if he wants to keep doing it, do you really want to end Tony Stark? If he if he's into it, I'm I'm all for it. But I'm looking at a lot of these characters, and I think the actors are getting to the point where they're done with that character. And I think that was part of what happened with the Spider-Man trilogy. Cause I, I remember watching the extra features for the Spider-Man trilogy and just watching everybody at the, doing all the junkets and stuff for uh, Spider-Man three, they were done. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they, they mailed it in. Because they didn't want they didn't want to shoot anymore. They didn't want to do the press anymore. Like they really didn't want anything to do with this movie anymore. But I do feel like a, a key- like they. I mean, they showed up and did what they need to, but they didn't give any extra. And I think that was part of the problem they had with Spider Man Three. I and I I see that, and I'm not saying that there's not some of that going on, but I feel like a key difference is that Marvel has been, they've like spread out their appearances so that they're in a movie like what, like when you talk about the big ones now, <clears throat> it's going to be like every other year that they're in a movie, and so they get lots of time to do other stuff and take a break. Whereas like the Spider-Man ones, it was every other year, but like they were the main characters, and so they were literally like working on this movie for like two years. And so I just feel like they were fucking done because it was, like when you talk about Spider-Man 1 through 3, they did nothing but make Spider-Man 1 through 3 for like seven years, you know? And so like, yeah, they were fucking done because that's all they yeah. were doing. Whereas like Marvel has like had a lot of flexibility and in that they've had a lot of characters, they have a lot of opportunity. Like we're only shooting for this long. And then like all of them have done tons of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they've all been doing a lot of stuff. And so um, I, I don't think it's as much a problem as it was with like Spider-Man three, but they're definitely going to retool some stuff. I think whoever wants to hang on will, but Chris Evans saying he's done. I, th- I think that's unless unless that's a feint, unless they're doing yeah. that intentionally. I do feel like everything lines up where it makes sense if he's leaving. Um, <sighs> I was also reading um, this week uh, Samuel L. Jackson. He. He will still be Nick Fury, but because they had asked him about doing a standalone Nick Fury movie. Oh, and, that's not happening. And he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Well, it, it's not even an issue. Like, even let's say let's say he does want to do it, it's still not going to happen. Like, they're not. They're they not haven't happen. scheduled any, like, really scheduled anything. So, I mean, it's not really anything that's on the radar, but even like just a would you do that? 
he's like, no, <laughs> I got much better things I want to do. Yeah, and when you break it down, like Nick Fury is not look. He's had his own comic series before, but like they've never gone all that far because like he's a character that works better in the shadows. Like he is fucking born to be a um like a a supporting character. Yeah, like he's so good because he's a great heavyweight to pull out of the shadows. But like when you pull him out of the shadows and you give him a ton of time. It starts to wilt a little bit. That's why, like, his biggest role was probably, I'm going to say, the Avengers. Is that fair to say? Uh, I'd actually would say uh, Winter Soldier. See, that's what I thought initially until I started thinking about it. And he's out of the movie after the first 20 minutes until the very end of the movie. Like, he's presumed dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he has like, and that's what Samuel L. Jackson does so great. He comes in, he's a fucking heavyweight, and you feel like he's in the movie more than he really is. Like the Avengers, he's actually in it from um, beginning to end. <clears throat> but he's like, what, the sixth, seventh most popular character in that, <laughs> in that movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like Hulk. Like, as much as we'd love to see a movie just around Hulk, maybe we don't really want to see a movie just around Hulk. The problem with Hulk is movies do better when they have dialogue. Uh Uh-huh. And the best part of Hulk (laughs) is not his dialogue. Oh. (laughs) I love his dialogue, though. (laughs) It's very monosyllabic. I can get behind it. There's a reason the Minions movie was so bad. Oh. Like, they're funny to watch in the background, but just watching them for two hours is torture. Fuck, my wife got, like, (laughs) I I was eating in a restaurant with my wife today, and her phone started to ring, and it was like, it was some dumb song, but it was like somebody singing ring, and I was like, that is the most annoying ringtone I've ever heard in my life. And she goes, no, it's the Minions. It's fun. And I'm like, I didn't know it was Minions, but yeah, it's the most annoying ringtone <laughs> I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Women and children, absolutely forgiving to the Minions, no matter what they do on screen. Yeah. Little, I, see, I, I don't mind them in very little doses. When you see them in the background fucking with shit, I can deal with that. Yeah. Two hours front and center where they don't say a fucking word other than gibberish it's it's unwatchable hey i don't think we talked about this at all but i I think it's sort of noteworthy have you seen the trailer for the new despicable me movie i've seen all of them isn't it crazy that trey parker is just a voice in this like they just got him to come in and do a voice why would that be weird because it's Trey Parker from South Park. I feel like he would be a feel like he was above like any kind of stuff like this. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like weird to me because it I'm happy that he's doing it because I'm gonna get sucked into having to watch it no matter what. Whether <laughs> I want to or not, I'm gonna have to watch it. So I'd rather watch one with Trey Parker, but I'm like I feel wow, does he have kids? Is that what this is? Does he have kids? <laughs> I think he does, but I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't put any stock in that. Yeah, fair enough. That's that's all I can figure is he has to have kids for this to work. But let's uh, let's move on a little bit. So, um, 
Venom is getting a, a movie. They're, Sony has been saying they were going to and then shelving it and then saying they're going to and shelving it. So take it with a grain of salt. But it looks like there's a really good chance that... They're, they have it slated, so it's really happening. Now, the mo- I don't know if you've heard this story that's been going around. Um, there's a movie coming out that looks a lot like the Alien franchise called Life. Yes, I have heard about this. And... In it, they find a symbiote, uh-huh. and there is lots of speculation, mostly going around Reddit, that life is a prequel to the Venom movie coming up. All right, let me and know. there, and I was I was reading an article about it, and the the guy that wrote uh, the upcoming or wrote Life said that it not officially a venom movie but he's he's basically going on bragging he wrote a venom prequel do you want me to <laughs> yes and this or do you want me to squash this immediately how do you want to play that <laughs> well everything i read about it was squashing it so i'll squash it immediately like yeah that was some speculation Apparently, the writer was, like, having fun with people. He wasn't, like, being serious about it. It was all said in a joking manner, but it was put in text, and so it looked serious. But basically, Warner Brothers, or not Warner Brothers, excuse me, Sony came out and said, this is not a prequel to to a Venom movie. And then the director was asked about it, and he started laughing. And then he very sarcastically said, oh, yeah, it was really hard because we didn't know it was a Venom prequel until 15 minutes before we finished filming. (laughs) So we had to, like, make the adjustments. And made it very very clear that like no this is not a venom prequel so it's not (laughs) i always wonder if they baked up that uh that rumor just to get people into the theaters i i don't know anymore okay can i tell you some shit that blew my mind that i found out yesterday though like look like going through nerd news it was just like an aside to something else but it fucking blew my mind are you ready for this Shoot. What do you know about the movie Split? Not much. Yeah. It's directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Mm Mm-hmm. So... And that's about it. I'm (laughs) sitting there reading this thing, and it says, like, Split is, like... I was reading something. Okay, I'm just going to throw out a spoiler. I'm just going to throw out a spoiler. So if you don't want to hear this, scan ahead a minute. Because... I don't want to ruin this for anybody, but I had it ruined for me and I never would have saw the movie if it wasn't ruined for me. Now I'm going to totally watch it. So Split is a secret sequel or prequel. I'm not sure. I didn't glean which. A secret sequel or prequel to Unbreakable. Really? Yeah. I don't know why I didn't read it because I wanted to like save some surprise for m- for myself as to why. But yeah, it's totally like either a See, sequel uh, or that, prequel to Unbreakable. That doesn't really surprise me because I know I've read, and it's been a, f- a few months back when Split was a big thing because he was using the popularity of Split to get started Unbreakable too. 
Ah. Well, he's he has said all along that he wanted to. Uh, oops. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he has said all along that he wanted to make a trilogy of Unbreakable movies. And uh, so maybe he used this as an opportunity to. But um, I like I was just like I was so excited hearing this like just over the moon man because like that is like the one movie that like would redeem M. Night Shyamalan (laughs) for me is to like do split (laughs) or not split but uh, do an unbreakable movie again because that movie was so fucking good it was really good yeah like thinking back on it that's probably my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie it, it's like totally my favorite. Like the Sixth Sense got my attention, but it's not really too rewatchable no, once you know not the twist. Even. And like I never got behind signs. Didn't really like the village. I don't know that I've watched any of his other movies. Oh god, uh, what the much, lady in the water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He pretty much blew it after that with me. But uh, Unbreakable is just like every couple of years I watch that movie. And it's just like it's so well it done. It hits you every fucking time. Yeah. And it's a fun twist. And it's not one that plays as much now maybe. But like at the time it was a really fun twist that it is a superhero story. Like that was the twist is that the whole thing is a superhero story. And it, it fucking works. And Samuel L. Jackson is so good in it. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, dude, like very little screen time, but he fucking makes the most of it to where you feel like he has as much screen time as Bruce Willis does not. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Samuel L. Jackson, man. Who knew? Wait, everybody knew. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's fucking great. I knew as soon as I watched Coming to America and uh, he's robbing the McDowell's. And he goes, what the fuck is this? I was like, yeah, that guy right there, the way he said fuck, I'm going to love him for decades to come. And I was right. <laughs> I just just wish I had a podcast. You could make a great movie about snakes on a plane. That's right, dude. The two <laughs> biggest fears of Americans, snakes and planes, and he did them both. I feel like we got off on the Venom thing. Um, So there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of theories on Venom. Um, as to what this movie will be, uh, the prevailing theory right now, because there's a question as to whether Marvel will allow it into the MCU. I'm going to say probably a hard no on this one. So if you don't have a connect to Spider-Man through the MCU, then like you're probably going to Flash Thompson origin, which is the bully in Spider-Man. He winds up getting the symbiote. I think that's the way it is in the comic right now. Like he lost his legs in a, in the Iraqi conflict, and uh, so he puts the the symbiote on, and then it basically gives him legs and lets him run around and blow up stuff. Kind of like Avatar, I guess, a little bit. Except for he loves trees. Is that is that the difference? Wait, Avatar liked trees. <laughs> right oh the little the blue people like the trees right but i mean like it's same premise right like he gets legs all of a sudden yeah yeah hangs out in an alien suit <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he hangs out in the alien suit he's got legs but it, it's also timed to like do the sonic disruption so it goes off his body 
just long enough so that it doesn't permanently like meld to him and so uh I'd say there's some pretty good stories to be had from it because he is like kind of a hero with an edge because you know you know how we love those heroes with edges but if they're gonna do this one this is one i'd actually say like maybe go r-rated it would be fun to watch him lose control and eat somebody <laughs> you know they could go r with that one like and i'm not as much as i love deadpool i i kind of hate it at the same time because it's one of those things that like they want to make everything are now and i do they though like i was thinking that at first <laughs> and by the way there was no speculation about venom being r that's just me yeah but like i'm sitting there looking at uh uh logan and i don't see how you make that as good of a movie it wouldn't be as good r. as a movie without an r yeah like and we've been wanting that for a long long time that one actually like serviced it well so as long as they're like appropriate to it i'm fine with it but here's what i want from a venom movie okay now sony you should listen to me i'm a fan i know what i'm talking about i've run a successful yeah i've run a successful podcast for like six years i'm a troubleshooter this is what i do so lean in lean in i'm gonna talk to you really quick i'm gonna tell you what you need to do with your property here are you ready mac gargan now you might not know who mac gargan is brandon do you know who the scorpion is not a clue no nobody fucking knows who the scorpion is it doesn't matter like he was a he was a spider-man villain for a while but then he gets the venom suit for a while this is before flash thompson and after eddie brock who everybody knows is the typical venom you usually think of eddie brock you know like eric foreman from that 70s show yeah that guy <laughs> yeah that guy but way more badass in the comics. Um, so Matt Gargan for a while took over his venom and he fucking ate people all the time and got in trouble for eating hookers all the time. <laughs> he was on a steady diet of like eating ladies of the night. And uh, it was amazing. It was so bad and so funny at the same time. And it was during the period where Norman Osborn was running the whole, like when he was in charge of, basically shield he called it hammer and uh <laughs> but like the that's the movie i want to see i want to see mark Gar- matt gargan as venom eating people supposed to be a hero but- hookers yeah yeah oh yeah it doesn't have to just be hookers though it's like anybody who gets in his way or just when he's hungry and somebody's around <laughs> is also a great move and uh, J. Jonah Jameson was the mayor in this point in Spider-Man. And so he was, like, having to tout Matt Gargan as, like, a hero. But really, he, like, hates J. Jonah Jameson. So he's, like, eating people to make it more difficult for J.J. I love it, dude. This would be a great movie. So, Sony, go get your R rating and make the Venom movie that Biggs wants to see. Because, as we know, what Biggs wants, the country wants. Hey movie you just talked to me about i would watch the shit out of that movie (laughs) it's fucked up because it'd be the movie you're like dude it's so fucked up you have to see this movie you're not gonna believe how fucked up it is that's what you should make the most fucked up superhero that would that would be great that would be popcorn and a great time 
Yeah, nobody wants to see Avatar retooled. We don't want to see that. We don't even want to see Avatar 2. That's why it's been pushed back so far. <laughs> we want to see somebody eating people. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, World War Z 2 yeah. is apparently a thing going to be made. So I had that same reaction at first. Because like, I'm just like, fuck. Every like, t- everything I've read about World War 2 or World War Z 2 is just, I don't want this to be a thing like there's nothing that's been like oh this will be interesting so i was out at first just reading the headlines and i started to read a little closer there's two things that i think could potentially make this a good movie um and i'm going to add in a third thing that was not mentioned the first thing the produce or the director of the last one is out, and he's the one that Brad Pitt had a problem with because Brad Pitt was a big fan of the book and was really pissed off that they were going so far away from the book. So that director is not attached in any way, shape, or form. Like that's appara- a good start. Yeah, yeah. Like apparently Brad Pitt and him, like Brad Pitt, wouldn't be in the same room with him except for when they were actually filming. Wouldn't talk to him. Like they, they just like had a major falling out. <laughs> So that's thing number one. Thing number two, leading candidate right now to direct part two, David Fincher. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Fight Club, David Fincher. I'm kind of all about that. So that is the big news right now. Now, I'm going to add in a third thing. Grab some source material and run with it. (laughs) Some source material? What, What is this? This is what's known as a book that was really popular. Book. What book? Maybe we pull a couple stories from that book and actually do them. What's, I'm just saying. What's a book? <laughs> Have that fucking You, you mean stupid. like the, the internet made out of trees? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to fix this because my wife made me watch that horrible movie I didn't want to watch because it was as bad as I knew it would be. And... uh I'm going to I'm going to help fix this. So that serum that you got where you're invisible to zombies, it wears off after one dose. It doesn't work anymore and then you run, or you run out of the chemicals or something. Whatever. You find a way to make that like, oh, it's pointless now. It doesn't help. Now you start running through the events of the book. We have a lot of them. We have a lot of stories. Pick 3 or 4 and just fucking run with it. The- you, you know you know what else you could do to make the situation work right would be because the zombies have been dead for a while. They're starting to slow down and become real zombies and become a real fucking problem. Yeah. I'm trying to remember world war Z. It's like, it's like zombies. It it is fast zombies in world war Z. No, no, not the movie, but like the book. No, in the book, it, everything that I got reading the book was, my impression they were slow zombies that's what i thought too yeah yeah so there you go they're rotting we got slow zombies yeah yeah we can fix it dude (laughs) hire us i can fix your venom movie i can fix your world war z movie i know lots about time travel we've covered this before that's my special don't don't add time travel to either of those movies no don't do that (laughs) unless you're gonna time travel and just do away with the first one then maybe i'm okay with it but 
as uh, as in we're getting past the first one that's about all the time travel i want to see <laughs> this is actually one i would be okay with them rebooting if they actually like follow the fucking book oh i'm all about that yeah but it might be too late i don't know it might be too late because i don't know anybody who likes that movie <sighs> i don't either yeah it made and it's one of those billion, things that nobody likes it so it's one of those things like I think everybody saw it hoping for what it wasn't <laughs> hoping it wasn't wasn't what they thought it was. Yeah, which was not great. Yeah. And so and I and I was one of those and I know you are. There was like I really hope this isn't what I thought it was. Oh dude, if you want to go back uh to our archive like montuckyskies.blogspot.com and look back, I'm talking like somewhere in the teens for episode numbers. Somewhere between like maybe 12 and 20, we first start talking about World War Z <laughs> and like our love for the book and then not far after that we start talking about the movie and the fucking hell that we were slowly being like dipped into as we were reading information and realizing this is not following the book one iota it was awful it was just awful i'm not looking forward to doing that again but if you fix it i'll go if you put (laughs) david fincher in and you fix it and you like have stuff from the book i'm down i I know max brooks is your screenwriter how about that i know so many people that wanted so much out of that first movie and were so let down and would still be up for a world war z movie if it had anything to do with the book world war z yeah the hook i always like to throw out to people and i've done this over and over again and it almost always works to get people to read this book is like i'll be like you know so it covers a lot of things people don't really think about with it. And sometimes I'll list other examples, but this is, this is my heavy hitter. I always be like, so what about the people that are in space right now? Cause there's people in a space station, right? Like what happens to them when the zombie apocalypse comes? And it's like, it's like people are like, Oh, like, cause that's a fucking interesting story. Like what do you <laughs> fucking do when you're trapped in space and there's and watching the world just the dissolve beneath you? Yeah, and it's done so well. Like, right away, you see the dude is dying of cancer right when they start the, sh- the story because of him being belted with cosmic rays. And unfortunately, they go the more realistic route with cosmic rays, which is not getting fantastic four powers. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a bummer, but, you know, yeah, like usually, it's a good story. Usually with cosmic rays or radiation you don't end up with superpowers. You usually end up with uh, thyroid cancer. Can I tell you a quick story? I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast, but um, when I first married my wife, my stepson, Christian, he, uh, he was like killing spiders like crazy, like all around. And I have this thing about spiders. Like I try not to kill them because they thin out the flies. And I, I fucking hate, look, Spiders are like annoying if they touch you, but most time they don't touch you. They stay in a web in the corner, right? Okay. Yeah. So what they do in that web is they fucking get rid of all your flies for you. So I don't like killing spiders because they deal with the insects that annoy the shit out of me. You know, it's the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing. 
so I told Christian, I was like, look, you shouldn't stomp on these spiders. Like, one of these spiders could make Spider-Man because he was a big Spider-Man fan. So I'm like, you don't, you don't want to kill these spiders because what happens if there's no Spider-Man? So he's, it seems to dawn on him like, yeah, that's a good point. We don't want to lose Spider-Man. Um, so like a week or two later, my wife is like, so can you explain to me why my son is trying to get spiders to bite him? <laughs> That shit backfired. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty great. Yeah. So I had to walk that one back a little bit. I had to be like, no, dude, they're not radioactive. So if I start hearing about him like sleuthing around like a fucking nuclear plant, we're in real trouble. Or sticking uh, spiders in the microwave and (laughs) trying to get him to bite him. I'm so glad he's almost in high school now. I, I feel like there's almost zero chance of that happening. <laughs> unless we're raising a serial killer. That's really the only the only other option. But anyway, speaking of like tired reboots, <laughs> uh The Matrix, they're apparently gonna make either a se- well the rule the, the word was that they were gonna make a remake of The Matrix. And then the person that they're apparently commissioning to take the script, they started talking out or talking to him and he said, no, 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 there's tons of material left to be written in the matrix. There's a lot of like ground to cover. There's no need to remake anything. And so we want to make a prequel or a sequel. And Warner brothers has also said that they want the Warshawskis to be involved somehow. Now, I don't know, like, how much that they would have them involved but yeah i don't know what do you think about all, what do you make of all this brandon i really don't care about a matrix sequel prequel whatever not even in other hands like we've sort of seen in star wars that fans can breathe new interesting light into it yeah yeah i guess but the second and third installment of that trilogy just so burned me out on it yeah everybody hated that but i'm talking about a good one what if there's a good one (laughs) what if like it was a critical darling would you see it then i mean would i be against going to see a good new matrix movie no i i wouldn't be against that at all i'm just saying i don't see it happening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fair enough um do you remember what year the matrix came out this is this is a segment i like to call uh fuck we're old do you remember what year the matrix came out mm, 97 98 somewhere in there 99 all right how long ago was 1999 almost 20 years yeah you feel old <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was really uneventful, but yeah, I feel old every day. Fuck, we're old. <laughs> there we go. Got the whole thing. No, because I was looking at that, and I was like, that was fucking 18 years ago that that movie came out? Really? And then I started thinking of who I was hanging out with when that came out, and I was like, yeah, totally. I was doing horrible things with horrible people at that time. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
I was definitely old as like I'm old as shit. There's no getting around it. Like I wouldn't do any of those things. Some of those people are probably not living anymore. If I'm being honest, like (laughs) we're old, man. There's no getting around it. Look at this gray in my beard. Yeah. Anyway, I should. I keep forgetting to put up the pictures. I'm just gonna put up the picture for this one because I just I I went to some effort. I like got that purple font. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we're gonna move on to our a new. We're gonna recover this stupid fucking theory that we've been hearing about, uh, which is apparently making a comeback. So, flat Earth. So we were talking about how you totally want to get your opinions of the flat earth from like a brain dead basketball player and Kyrie Irving. Guess what? Shaquille O'Neal also totally in on flat earth. And when I first listened to it, I was like, no, no, not Shaq. No way you believe that. He's just fucking around. And that listening interview, I'm like, yeah, he's fucking around. Then I listened to it again before I went on the show. Cause I'm like, I should be sure. Because when I read it in print, it doesn't sound like he's fucking around. Maybe I should be sure. And I listen to it. Yeah, he fucking believes that the earth is flat. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Just (laughs) What year is it again? 2017? Break it down, Brandon. Why are these people stupid? (sighs) You're a science resident. You're, You're an engineer. Break it down for us. Okay. There have been people... That have stood on the surface of a different body and taken pictures of our Earth that is not flat. Hold on, hold on. <clears throat> so this is where I'll interject because I've been trying to figure out where these people are coming from. So they will show you photos of the Earth where like the continent looks like it's slightly different. I mean, I would guess that they're drawings the way that they look, but they're like, so what is it? Is it this or this? Like, that's a popular meme. Uh, uh, (laughs) Why don't you explain that, Brandon? So, one of these drawings that they actually had a graphic, and it was the same. I'm sure it's one of the same articles you read about Shaq and the Flat Earth. (laughs) And they actually had a graphic of the... Flat Earth, which I was, wow, this is the first I've seen of this. And they had actually the Flat Earth, which had It's almost like a cone, right? No, it was actually completely flat. Okay. (laughs) And I'm going to get my hands up here so you guys on Facebook Live can see some of this. So there's the Flat Earth. It's a disc. It had all of the continents, Europe, Asia, Africa, North, South America, and there was the sun on one side and the moon on the other, and they <laughs> rotated around each other. And depending on where the sun was around, over top was where it was daylight at. So are the moon and sun flat then? No, they were actually round bodies. <laughs> Why are they round, but we're not? And, okay, and then, like, I just, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> What about Antarctica in this graphic? And I looked at this little model they had. And for those of you watching on Facebook Live, my hands are making a little cylinder here or a nice round shape. And all the way along that was this little white border. And that was Antarctica. Antarctica. (laughs) Because it's like the longest continent on Earth, right? 
and it's <laughs> and I'm just like really this, really it's not like people have traveled I know I actually know people directly that have traveled across Antarctica no shit yeah I know people that have been to Antarctica I know at least two people that have been to Antarctica dude that's not a, how do you know two people who've been to Antarctica one is um, my old science teacher. Is that Bob? No, it was uh, Jim. Oh, okay. And he was actually studying nematodes in Antarctica. And the other was a girl I went to college with that lived in the dorm and a floor below me, and she spent a summer in Antarctica. So... I mean, I've known people that have been there. <laughs> now, did they talk about how you could walk for miles and miles and miles and it just felt like they were traversing the whole <laughs> earth because it's a big, narrow strip, right? <laughs> Am I right, Antarctica? <laughs> you're, just, you're just in danger of falling off the edge all the time. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the problem with these conspiracies. And by the way, um, this one is religious based is what I've been finding out. Surprise. But um, a lot of them are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why it's religious based, but apparently the Bible said something. So maybe who knows, but I want to talk about how crazy some conspiracy theories are. So I'm going to go into more Montague skies territory because we talked about Shaquille O'Neal believing it right the flat earth theory so these are conspiracy theories about celebrities that already exist now have you heard about Lady Gaga who apparently here's a picture of her apparently Lady Gaga murdered her friend named Lena Morgana and stole her look and songs and the the primary evidence for this is that she had a theory called Lady No or she had a lyric that was Lady No More Gaga. And then like if you like break down some of the letters, it sorta sounds like Lenny Lena Mag- Morgana. <laughs> <sighs> now I'm not going to sit here and talk to you guys and pretend like Lady Gaga didn't rip off people to like get to the position she was no. in. But that person's name was Madonna and she's very well and alive right now. And I would counter with both of them ripped off Deborah Harry. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could buy that. Sure. <laughs> But, uh, and then, okay, so this is the other, I, I'm not, I don't know, unless you have any, you have anything else to say about the Lady Gaga thing? No, I, I really don't. Okay, I didn't have a lot to say about this, but this one I pulled a clip, because you just have to hear, like, how fucking insane this person is. So this is somebody talking about how George Michaels is the Illuminati. Now, this is a 14-minute video. I condensed two minutes think two minutes from it so enjoy and now that he is dead his albums will sell that much more and folks let me tell you one more eerie thing that just happened to me 
as I was coming home with my mom, we were driving, I was driving my home, uh, and um, I, I, the last song that I, t I got to the house with his, was his Christmas song, Last Christmas, I Gave You My Heart. And so today, like I said, I was shocked when my brother said that he was dead. But again, this is all trauma-based as well. Uh, mind control, manipulation. Now people are going to remember George Michael's dying on Christmas. It shocks the populace, especially his fans. Of course, the homosexual uh, crowd is going to be mourning. And this is more promotion of the homosexual system. Like I said, all demonic, all part of the demonic energies. Uh, we live in a satanic, homosexual-induced world. We know uh, Hollywood promotes this homosexuality and the satanic and Luciferian... Do you think he's trying to cover for anything? This is the world we live in. And so there you have it. This is my thoughts on... Again, I believe they took him out. Again, he was battling drugs. He dies of heart failure. He was His career was failing. Well, guess what? Your contract's up. You're not making us money. They were going to take you out. And that's exactly what they did on some pagan religious holidays as, again, Saturnalia and stuff like that. Again, look at them with the skull, the death, all there. Folks, don't follow these people into hell. Again, like I just showed you, Satan's Illuminati uh, agenda, uh, Satan's um, new world order. These people sell their souls for fortune and fame. They want to destroy people. They want to kill people with their satanic lyrics of mind control, manipulation. It's all there. Time to wake up. This world is not what you think it is. We live in such a wicked and wicked world. No denying this anymore. <laughs> so, Brandon... I mean, after, I, I know, look, look, I know we talked about George Michaels, you know, a couple months ago, and we're really sad about it, <clears throat> but now that we know, there's no denying it anymore, right? Like, we've heard it. There's no denying My it anymore. My eyes are open. Yeah. This is the world we live in, where it's the homosexual agenda to have George Michaels die on Christmas so that they always think about So they can, the people focus on a homosexual instead of Jesus. Right, because Satan and Illuminati and like, what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking, like, this is the, okay, okay. <sighs> if you're trying to get a conspiracy theory across that you don't sound like a quack, First off, find a lane and stick to it. <laughs> if you're going to go down the religious route, go down the religious route. If you're going to go down the fucking Illuminati route, go down the Illuminati route. Do not take the Illuminati and the fucking Satan route and just make it a big fucking mess. Like, you can't do this. You can't, like, nobody is going to listen to you. I mean, obviously, you're insane. You have thoughts on this, Brandon? You know, uh, as as I was listening to this, I'm like, how can we fix this? <laughs> Be because of shit like this, we have Donald Trump for president. Uh huh. And oh, you're you're seriously looking at how to fix this? <laughs> I thought you were looking at how to fix the homosexual agenda that they were clearly pull pulling on us. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> through killing George Michael. Yeah. Yeah, that that that's not a thing. <laughs> the, they're, the Illuminati did not kill George Michael on Christmas to promote the homosexual agenda. There is not wiretaps looking for Donald Trump in his tower. No, the, the, this shit just doesn't exist. So how do we fix this, Brandon? <laughs> Does you know, it involve neutering? You know, I was like, you know, I think these are people that don't get laid enough. <laughs> but I, but I would disagree. I think it's the proper amount, which is probably zero no you don't no. want these See, people that, the that is pool. exactly my was my conundrum is like i don't want any chance of these people reproducing <laughs> like no chance so if there was a a forced neutering beforehand i think i could get into that you could tell we've had a lot of alcohol <laughs> because we're totally getting into like forced like sterilizations <laughs> right now I feel like this is something we might not be on board with like a couple beers ago. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> let's let's unpack a little bit more about this. So this dude willingly in the clip let let me go back. Let me just play a little bit of this again. And here. now that he is dead, on. one more eerie uh, and um I, Here we I, go. The last song that I t- got to the house with it was his Christmas song, Last Christmas, I Gave You My Heart. And so today, like I said, I was shocked when my brother said... Hold on, let's go back a little bit. Because we're talking again, about the family ties and stuff, but let's go back a little bit. More. And folks, let me tell you one more eerie thing that just happened to me. As I was coming home with my mom, we were... Okay. He just said, when I was coming home with my mom. How old do you think this guy is from this clip, first off? 34. Yeah, that sounds about <laughs> right to me. That I could even buy 40. Oh, like easy. Yeah, he's around our age, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He said, when I'm coming home with my mom. Mom, now, that, mom, bought, mom bought McDonald's. It's cool. Now, first off. Or his roommate, mom. <laughs> right. That's, that's kind of where I'm going here. Do we think that he was driving? No. <laughs> so is this like mom's station wagon that he's riding around in? Uh, I could picture station wagon, but I'm also picturing minivan. Okay. Now, second question. Uh, What's the odds that mom lives with him? Like one and one? Two now, and two? Three mom three? lives with mom mom lives with him or he lives with the mom. There's a distinction oh, there. You're right, you're right. All right, let me rephrase the question. Let me get it accurately portrayal what I'm trying to get across. What's the odds that he never moved out of mom's home? <laughs> That's a one to one. I'll leave. I'll even give it two to two odds. Okay, <laughs> I'll be as generous as two to two. I mean that 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 is a given. He right. li- he lives in 
but he did move out of his bedroom and he's now living in either a the attic or b the basement oh dude i'm saying he lives in whatever room like he had in school no like no he's like in whatever same room whatever he had when he was a child he's not in that room because he he moved past that one <laughs> he is either in the attic or the basement seriously mom i can't get a good wi-fi connection from the attic here i need to move down to the basement come on mom you need to understand i gotta blow open this illuminati thing i'm gonna blow it wide open mom like and here's the thing i didn't pick that video out of random i picked that video because it is the leading video for this george michaels is an illuminati conspiracy there was at least two hundred thousand people that watched this video that's the thing and like okay i know that there's a percentage of people hopefully a large percentage of people that were watching this video for the same reason i was watching it like are you fucking serious and laughing at it but like how many of these people believe this video there's a lot more than i ever hope to admit actually seeing (laughs) like i put something funny on youtube and like i can't even break i can't even break like 200 hits can't fucking do it unless i keep refreshing youtube over and over again (laughs) then just to like fool myself for like a later date when i go back on it and be like oh 283 that's doing pretty good yeah but 280 of them were me (laughs) you know but this dude yeah, like when you get to like the hundred thousand, like you're getting other people on it. There's just there's just no way he's doing it himself. Um, <clears throat> this is what concerns me. Is maybe like, it's the Illuminati. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah, they're all tuning in to like see what what he knows so that they can take him out of the picture. I just like this shit. Like is fascinating to me and worrisome to me it's worrisome to me that this video could get two hundred thousand hits since christmas when he put it up (sighs) like and i had a friend that was like really into like a september 11th conspiracy theory and he sat there and like watched this video and it was like this whole thing like it's not just that like the government knew september 11th was gonna happen it's that like all the israelis didn't go to like work on that day and that like this plane had to have like taken off from israel and like it's and it's and this construction company had to be in on it and it just goes on and on and when you start to break it down you're like, what's the probability of this happening? Now this other thing. And you just, you keep adding to it. Every little layer that you try to add for your twist and turn makes it seem more insane. And that's a thing with the conspiracy theory. If you want a good conspiracy theory, you got to keep it simple. You know why people still think JFK was assassinated? Because, like, it's fucking simple. Whatever your JFK theory yeah. is, it's like... Like what? what what's what's the the theory that you hear the most with JFK? Would you say uh, the second shooter on the grassy knoll? Okay, but who is it? Right? Like, who's the second shooter? Like, uh, I usually hear agencies, right? Oh, like, okay. I, so usually, usually when I hear a conspiracy theory on Kennedy, I, I've I've heard a lot of them. One of them is that they cover it up to like. Um, 
to sort of make it easier for the Secret Service because a bullet bounced off the, the pavement and hit him. And that might have killed him. And actually, it seems a little credible if you look into it. But then there's like the CIA killed him or the Russians killed him. The Cubans. Or the Cubans killed him. Right, the Cubans. Um, there is like LBJ had a hand and he killed him. But all of these conspiracies are very simple. Is this person killed him. End of story. Like they had this fucking axe to grind with him and it's over. And that's why that conspiracy theory is still believed. Right, like the moon landing, which I totally believe that the moon landing happened because I'm a thinking rational person. But like the thing with the moon landing is like you look at the moon landing and the conspiracy theories are generally like, yeah, because we were in the space race with Russia and we wanted to make them think we had a leg up. It's nothing else. It's just that. It's a very simple theory. That's why that shit exists from the 60s to today. Because, like, it is a very simple conspiracy theory. There's a very simple through line, and it's easy to get to. The more through lines you add to your story, the less fucking believable it is. I'm just telling this guy if you want people to believe your George Michaels was sacrificed by the Illuminati, keep it simple. It's either the Illuminati or it's Satan or, like, not both. Not both. Like, it's it. It's one of the two and not a homosexual agenda. Throw that out. If you're going Satan, forget about the homosexuality thing. If you're going homosexual, throw out the Satanist thing. And if you're going fucking look, I don't want this guy to succeed. Don't get me wrong. I I don't like this. (laughs) We just want the people. If you're going to start a good conspiracy theory, here's what you need to know. Arkham razor is your friend. Yeah. You know, you pick something simple and, you know that you know there could be other ways around it but i mean when you the arkham's razors the simplest answer is the solution yeah zach told us about that all the time whenever he's about <laughs> to like spout off the craziest shit ever he always like <laughs> fucking quoted Occam's razor every single time but like that's that's what i want to get out there to conspiracy people if you really want people to believe your conspiracy keep it fucking simple (laughs) don't add in israel don't add in satan don't add in the homosexual agenda by the way nobody believes the homosexual agenda except for very very paranoid conservative people who lived with their parents and who apparently listen to george michael and their their mom's station wagon and talk to their brother about it get all their news from the brother like that's a very specific subset of people. <laughs> you want to avoid that, okay? Because those people, they're not going to help you spread your fucking bullshit conspiracy theory that you came up with on a fucking lull, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, f- I feel like we did a good job today. I feel like we reached out. Some quality substance there. Yeah. Like, look, we can sit here and we can fight fake news like all we want, or we can help contribute to it. And I feel like it's way easier to contribute than to take away in society. So there you go, people. Our contribution. Let's get some better George Michaels theories out there, okay? <laughs> let's fucking let's really think about it and fucking just let's go for it. Let's let's just come up with a plausible theory. Is that asking too much? Go for it. Hey, hit us up. You know, we, we want to hear. We want to hear your best 
conspiracy theories. This is a fucking brilliant point. Okay. Hit us up on either the Not Safe for Network page on Facebook or you can hit us up at not safe for network at gmail.com. Either of those will work. Let us know your George Michaels conspiracy theory that you just fucking made up. We'll pretend like you didn't just make it up, but you know, like the one you just made up. Let's come up with that. I just, uh, the only thing is I want it to either be better than this guy's or crazier than this guy's. Like either of those theories I'm interested in. Like we want it all. Yeah. Yeah. We want it all, but not like equally crazy as this guy. We can do better in either the crazier or more sane department. I'm just saying. Like, this dude did not walk a good balance. No. No. Uh, Anything else we should cover here? Nope. All right. So, for Montucky Skies, uh, what's that line I say? Take it easy. Oh, I know what that line you were looking for. What's that? Respect the outro. No, that's not it. Never respecting the outro. I don't actually have debates on my show. It's called That's Debatable, but I don't really have an affirmative or negative debate, really. It's not a win or loss kind of debate. The way that I've organized the show is to kind of try to talk about arguments um, as opposed to having any one argument in particular. I think talking about arguments is a fun way to have an argument. You're kind of arguing with people as opposed to necessarily against them. A Not Safe for Network podcast. You take that OD, you drink it down to the label. Yeah. You uh, get yourself a funnel from a gas station. <laughs> uh, you then pour sauce in up to where the, the malt just liquor started. Fill her back up. Mm-hmm. So you got yourself a little bit of a buzz on because you just drank about a third of a bottle of malt liquor. Put it inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Experience what we just had the absolute privilege of mm-hmm. experiencing in such a thickening. Yeah. I don't see any way that anyone's ever going to regret this. Yeah. We had a good life. When Wilford Brimley is telling you that that's what he's going to do, you're like, oh, wow, it must be aliens. It's totally because the mustache. Yeah, yeah, believe the mustache, because when he is in the thing and he is missing the mustache. Bad news. There's something about him that's not right, and the characters pick up on it right away and they lock him away. (laughs) You know, the plot suggests it's for other reasons, but he is a man that should have a mustache, and when he doesn't, it codes for strangeness. And just all-around wrongness and weirdness. The Alien Movie Project. Hi, I'm Biggs. Check out my podcast, Biggs on Film, where I do insightful commentaries on films that you love. Uh, Gort the Robot, they call him Newt. Yeah, Newt. Like like he's uh, Norwe- like, Norwegian. Yeah, he's mostly Norwegian. Mostly. <laughs> the two fancy skeletons in the back are the worst. Dude. I know, they're the best. <laughs> like, it's no wonder they lost this battle. <laughs> That's a gross-looking punching bag. Dude, oh, yeah, I'd be that worried punching... about getting Seminilla punching that bag. I think he might have... Given that punching bag salmonella. Well, every now and then it's insightful. Find us on iTunes.